Good morning, good morning. This is Patty, a.k.a. Juju. Um, coming back at you guys with another little rant or sharing another little story. So this one is about something that's going on with my life at this moment. I mentioned in one of my last mes- uh, episodes that I am currently going through a separation backslash divorce. Um, and I wanted to, to talk about that because I have a, a I think I have a, a, a message that I want to convey. And um, let me give you a little background on, on my marriage. Uh, my husband and I married rather quickly after meeting uh, about five years ago. And um, I married his potential and today I'm paying the price. And what does that mean? Uh, That means that I saw in him who he could possibly become. I didn't see who he was. And today I find myself in a situation that is less than ideal, extremely hurtful and heartbreaking. Um, When I met my husband, um, when I met my husband, he was renting a room out of one of my friend's house, at my friend's uh, house, and um, I was fresh out of another relationship. And when I met him, I'll be honest with you, when I saw him, he was not the ideal guy that I would go for. But he was super sweet, super nice, super, you know, helpful. Um, and he was just like all about me and wanted to make sure that I was okay and did all these extra things for me. And so I told myself, you know what, Patty, you need to change because you are the common denominator between you and your failed relationships. So maybe you're picking the wrong guys. So how about it? Give this guy a try. I mean, he's sweet. He's nice. He's all about you. He will give you the world because that's what he said he would do. So he's not the kind of guy you like. Maybe he's, you know, he has a little belly going on because he likes to eat. It wasn't a beer belly. Uh, he's a little overweight and it's not what you would normally go for but hell you're not perfect give the guy a chance so I did I did Uh, we married soon after uh, rather quickly and I quickly found myself in a situation where I was at a loss I was at a loss not because he was violent or anything like that no not at all I was at a loss because he he had this poor me, woohoo me, nobody loves me, everybody cheats on me, I can't get a break, I can't catch a break, uh, the world hates me and I can't figure it out kind of situation. He couldn't get a good job to save his life. He had four children with two different women was fresh out of another relationship, or so I thought, with a third woman and um, didn't have the professional skills 
to land a good job, a good paying job here in the United States of America while being a citizen of the United States. He's a citizen, but he couldn't get a job to save his life or to even support his new wife in his household. So I, I became basically the sole provider. I became the sole provider for my household because every penny he made or 90% of his check went to paying the child support for his three children that were still receiving child support. We did this for about two years, but it wasn't like one long stretch of one job. It was a situation where, okay, well, maybe if this, you need to call the attorney general and let them know that you no longer make that same amount of money and you can't afford to pay that much child support. Oh, they won't listen to me. They won't change it. They won't update it. They won't do this. They won't do that. I've never been through a child support um, process, so I have no idea how that works. So I believed him because why would he lie to me, right? Um, So one day we sat down and I said, you know what? This is not working. You need to find something else to do because I I can't. I had my office because I've always been self-employed. I've always been self-employed because... I was brought here to the United States as a child by my mom and um, I was never told that I didn't have the legal status to work here and when I found out my only option was to work for myself so I've been doing that because sadly for me there wasn't many options as far as uh, acquiring legal status with that being said here I am busting my bum Um, to support a family and a husband that has the means and the capability of being able to work but kept landing the worst worst jobs on earth Uh, or at least that's what I thought. Long story short, we went through several jobs where it just didn't work out. I, you know, hooked him up with a couple of friends. He went to work with one of them. According to him, my friend's husband cheated him out of his pay. Now I'm not so sure. That friend and I don't speak anymore. Then I hooked him up with another friend that made him vice president of his trucking company, for which he had five trucks. And my husband's job was to put those trucks to work, uh, get contracts, get drivers, and put the trucks to work to produce. My friend gave him... uh, a car because at that time we only had one vehicle because my husband couldn't afford to pay for his. So we decided to return one of the cars and keep one to minimize uh, expenses. So my friend gave him a car, gave him a business credit card. Uh, Not gonna go into details, but at the end of the day, my husband did not fulfill his mission with the company. He abused the the, the credit card, he spent monies that he wasn't supposed to and ended up losing that opportunity when that happened I was like you know what uh fuck it we're just gonna find something else find something else we gotta do something else I have my office my mortgage office and so I told him you know what why don't you go ahead and get your real estate license that way you'll do the real estate and I'll do the mortgage and we'll have two incomes now and that's it we'll just work together and make it happen so we paid for the class 
he never finished the class. He never got the license. I, under the pretenses that he was going to acquire the license in preparing for that because it shouldn't have taken more than six weeks for him to complete his class and do all of that good stuff. I acquired more office space because we couldn't have a real estate company and a mortgage company in the same office. We had to have separate, separate entry doors, even if we were connected in the inside. So my overhead expenses increased, but I never believed for one second that we weren't gonna make it. My fault, right? Anyway, so needless to say, he never got the license. He didn't do anything. And he was just always depressed and upset and, and just sad. And aside from our regular bills, you know, now I have overhead at the office. I have employees. I have uh, my child to take care of, my household stuff to take care of. And then every other weekend we had his kids. So, and I didn't mind that as long as we were, you know, doing it together. Let's do it together. Let's just fight through it together. And, you know, because I wanted a different life. I wanted something different. Um, finally, you know, I sat him down one day and I said, I'm exhausted. I'm tired. I can't do it anymore. I'm going to give you three months to get your life together. And then we got to figure something else out. So for the next three months, we, he did next to nothing. And then we came to the conclusion that it was better if he went back overseas. Only for a year until we got out of debt and got back on our feet. And then we would pursue getting me together so that we could move over there with him. And that's what we did. We started working towards that. It took about eight months for him to get his application approved. I didn't know at the time that he was sabotaging his applications so that he didn't have to go. Yes, I know. And so he kept getting delayed or something. So something always came up to where he would tell me, oh, yeah, yeah, everything is good. And then when they told him it was time to go, then something came up. So now we are about 18 months in to him not working. Now he's falling behind on child support. That's $1,400 a month for one set of children and 300 and something dollars a month for the other one. You guys do the math. He finally gets approval from the company that he was working with to go back overseas to take a position there. And one of the requirements was that his um, passport had six pages available. And, well... He has six pages available. He has six pages available. And um, so I thought, we're good. We're good. He's, he's, he's going to get it done. He goes in. He tells me, I leave on Sunday. I have a going away dinner with my friends for him. Because uh, if I, I haven't told you, but according to my husband, he had no friends, no one loved him, no one cared for him, his brothers don't care for him, nobody cared for him, except for whomever his particular significant other was at the time, so he only had my friends, so we did that, I go and drop him off at the spot where he's supposed to leave, and he never left, because according to him, they took his passport, and because he was behind on child support, he, um, he couldn't travel outside the country, until he paid his child support. So now we're back to square one. We have to start over and try to figure out how to take care of that. 
Um, and so that took another, I don't know, six to eight months. Finally, his um, children's mom agreed to forgive the child support so that he could get his passport back, get back to work, and then start paying her back, not only the regular child support, but the back child support. So we did that, and he finally went off to do, you know, they got, he got his passport back, and he was good to go. Three, a week before he left, I found out that he was cheating on me with another one of his exes, the one that he was in a relationship with when we met, but forgot to mention. And needless to say, I forgave him because maybe it was something I was doing wrong, blah, 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 blah. And because he swore up and down that he was not sexual, that he never had sex with her, that it was just her sending him messages, blah, 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 blah. And I believed him. And so I said to him, you know, whenever you get on that plane, we're starting from scratch. Zero. You don't get to take your regular your phone that you have here with you. You get a new SIM card, and I won't give you the SIM card until we get to the plane, to the airport. And that's what we did. He left, and uh, he started working. The first eight months were great. You know, we were getting out of debt. We were, you know video chatting every day all day at all hours we we had a schedule how we communicated to make sure that we stayed in touch that we stayed you know in love with each other and, and we maintain our relationship he moved he came home a couple of times we you know we were still struggling with the finances just because it's, it's just hard when you're working from the whole out and so with that being said um we start working on getting me legal and um you know he started as about a year i want to say about a year and a half probably a little more ago he came home back in july we took a trip to miami he had never been so it was a couple's trip and um we had a great time but he was very distant he was very di different and i kept asking him what's wrong with you you look different you you act different you, at one point in time, he cried, and he couldn't tell me what was wrong, but I knew something wasn't right. Well, to not extend this, uh, this story any farther, I just found out two and a half days ago that my husband has a child about five to six months old over there, overseas, where he's at. And this is possibly the reason for which he changed so much. About a month ago, no, two months ago, he texted me and said, let's just be friends. He didn't pick up the phone and call me. He texted me, let's just be friends. And at the time, I said, I agreed to whatever he said, but I really was under the impression of he's going through it. Once we see each other, once we get over there, once I get over there, we'll work it out. So then a few weeks ago, he texted me again. I mean... Are you ready for the next step? And I'm like, what next step? Oh, well, divorce. I'm going to be in town uh, renewing my visa, and I figure I'll, do, I'll take care of that too. This is all via text. This is my husband with whom I've gone through everything I said texting me that he wants to end our marriage. Texting, not even a call, texting me. And I said all that to say this. I realized today that he never lied to me. It's very sad to admit. 
it's, it's, it's sad to admit something like this. But he never lied to me. He always showed me who he was. I, re- I decided to see potential. I decided to date his potential. I decided to marry his potential. I decided to live with his potential, not with who he was as a man, as a person. And that was my mistake. That was the biggest mistake I made. I married his potential, not him. He never actually lied. He, he admitted to say certain things. I mean, are you really going to go and tell a woman you're trying to sleep with? I'm married and I really don't want to leave my wife, but I really want to, you know, bang your brains out and probably have a relationship with you and make sure that you are mine before I leave my wife. I don't think that's how that works, but that's exactly what happened to me. He proposed to me. He started a relationship with me and then ended the relationship with his wife from a whole other country. Okay, so my message is, it's hurtful to realize that you failed. This is another failed relationship for me. This is another failed relationship in my book. But I'm thankful today because I realized that all of this time, I am 40 years old, I have spent years dating potential. I've spent years married to potential. Not real, actual men. I've been married to their potential. I've dated their potential. I've lived with their potential and I broke up with, I broke up with them because I lived with their potential. I had a relationship with their potential and then broke up with the actual man because the actual man has nothing to do with the potential that I saw in him. So my message to everybody or anybody that, that is listening is, don't do that to yourself. Learn to accept what it's in front of you. And if you absolutely unequivocally cannot live with that, let it go. It is better to be alone than to realize five years, 10 years, 20 years down the line that you married potential that was never achieved. Let me tell you something. People only change when they want to for whatever reason they want to, not yours. There are very, very few people in the world that will make changes to accommodate another. And those people, I'm one of those, will usually end up getting hurt because the other person doesn't do the same for you. Stop dating potential good men, potential good women. See them for who they are. And if that is not what you need and what you want in your life, walk away. Walk away. Because it is very sad to spend years of your life in a relationship with a ghost. Because the person that you're with is not the person you idealize in your head. We have this really bad habit of tricking ourselves into believing things and then blaming other people 
for making us believe that. I don't think my husband ever thought I would find out that he had this other family on the other side of the world. And by the time I found out, he would have already divorced me, so he would have made it seem like, oh, no, no, it started afterwards. Little did he know that there was a little angel watching over for me that saw what was going on and decided to call me and do the right thing and say, hey, this is going on. You should know. Because what's really sad, or something else that's sad, is that his family, his father, that knows my, that, I, that I'm his wife, is parading these pictures of him and this other person and a baby and calling it my, my son's wife and child. But I don't have a child with him. What the hell are you talking about? Well, that's not me in that picture. And so, yes, I was hurt. I had already come to terms with the possibility of the relationship being over, to be honest with you. Because, well, I mean, I can't force him to be with me if he doesn't want to. And distance has taken its toll. And this, the distance between us, not just physical, but emotionally, the, the emotional distance between us over the past year and a half has really just driven the point home for me. And now, with this, I see exactly why. I didn't do anything wrong. This is who this man is. This man does not know how to end relationships before he starts another. He started a relationship with me while being married to someone else. I, when I found out, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. You got to take care of this. You, we, you can't do this. This woman probably doesn't even know I exist. And she had his child. And after that, after the fact, is when he decides to divorce me. Because now he's secured his prize over there. And I'm in the way. But if you learn anything from my little story today is, let's stop dating potential. And let's start dating people for who they are because they will always tell you who they are even when they're lying. When they're lying to you, they're telling you they're liars. Period. When they cheat on you, they tell you they're cheaters. When they treat you badly, they tell you they're abusers. Stop justifying people's actions because you think it was under this circumstance, therefore in the future, which is the potential, he won't do this or she won't do that. Stop that. Stop it now. I'm telling you, as hurt as I am, because I've been betrayed, I've been lied to, I've been bamboozled, and I feel like a dumbass. At 40 years old, I'm still going through the shit. Like, what the hell is going on? Right? Like, the fuck is wrong with you, woman? Didn't you learn the first three times? Come on now. Didn't you understand the first time he cheated on you? Didn't you understand when he cheated on his wife with you? Even if you didn't know that he was married, when you found out, you should have you ran for the hills, girl. I didn't. I chose to believe that the wife was bad, the marriage was bad, and I was going to fix it. I was going to fix him. I was going to guide him 
in the right path, make him my husband that I want and I need in my life. I was going to make him that. I can make a man a, a man. I was going to build him to be the man that I needed. Well, shit, who the hell am I? The man whisperer? So anyway, stop doing that to yourselves, girls. Men, don't do that to yourself. Stop dating potential. Start seeing people for who they are. And understand that they always tell you who they are. Whether they're lying or telling the truth, you can tell. We just have to learn to identify those traits. We need to learn to see them for who they are. Now, I don't know how to do that. I'll tell you, I'll be honest with you. I don't know how to do that. But I'm sure as hell on my way to learning. That's all I have for you guys today. Until next time for some more tea. Um, I will keep you guys updated as to what happens when I, I, I haven't told you that. I haven't mentioned that I haven't confronted him about this. Because I don't know how. But I will. And I will keep you guys updated on what happens to that with that. So until next time, much love. Stay true to yourself. Do what feels right. Not only because it feels right, but because it's right. Love you guys. Bye. Hey guys, good morning, good morning. It is Thursday, 7.25 a.m. on November, I think it's the 8th. Um, just checking in with you guys to share some thoughts. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you to those of you who have been listening to my little rants and my little advice. I greatly appreciate it. It just motivates me to to do better and, and get some more stuff out here for you guys. Last couple of uh, weeks have been really, really trying and busy, but I am going to do my best to better, um, to communicate better with you guys and more often, and also to do better recordings, you know, like do a little editing and maybe a little, I don't like the scripted, um, podcast i i want this to be original and as raw as possible so um just want to you know play around with maybe some some music and whatnot but anyway to the point um i've had a, a really weird year i've had a really really strange year and um i'm thankful i'm thankful that it's been so strange and it's been so life-changing because I got some really, really good stuff uh, this year. You know, oh my God, is that a Christmas tree? Yep, that's a Christmas tree. Anyway, sorry guys, I'm like a dog and a squirrel, you know, like just getting distracted. But anyway, uh, this year has left me with some really, really good things. Um, I got to see my mother after oof, 16 years. Um, I got to meet um, my, well, not meet, but to see my, my paternal uh, grandmother again after, I don't know, 33 years? No, 35 years? However long. It's been over 30 years since the last time I saw the lady. So that was good. Um, I got to meet uh, my siblings on my father's side, all but one. They were awesome. 
I mean, the year has been great in the aspect of blessing me with many, many good things that I had wanted over the years and I couldn't, uh, you know, get. And, and 2018 gave me that, um, all the pain and suffering, all the trial and error, all the hard work finally paid off in that sense. 2018 also took a lot from me this year. Um, I'm thankful that I got to meet or see my grandmother, but I lost her shortly after. I lost one of my uncles, who I also got to see again after many, many years. Uh, I lost a couple of friends, and now I lost my my dear my dear dog, my Benji. He was my life. Uh, well, one of the pieces of my life. My son is my life, actually. But you know, those of you who have pets and really love them know what it is to to lose your pet. And he didn't die. He didn't die. That's a long story. Maybe for another rant on another day. But I couldn't keep him anymore. Not because I didn't want to, but because somebody took him from me. Um, I lost some friends. And now I've lost my husband. When it comes to the husband, I don't think it's a loss. I don't think it's a loss, but I think it's a lesson. A lesson. And just to recap on, on what I said last time when I spoke about my husband is that in my divorce, it's that I married his potential. I loved his potential and his potential was never achieved by him. Therefore, I don't know who I was married to. <laughs> I, I always knew there was something there that wasn't quite right. But I chose to ignore that and go with the possibility of him, of who he could possibly become. And, and that led to where we are today. That led to him cheating. That led to him uh, having a baby with someone else and cowarding his way out of it. Uh, confronting him about it, obviously, via uh, a text because he won't talk to me. And even via text, he won't man up and say, you know what, yes. And so, um, 2018 has, has given me many, many blessings, has taken from me, but has taught me so, so much. 2018 has taught me so much. I'll be a fool, a bona fide fool, if I didn't learn my lessons. Or at least gain something from every one of the lessons this past year or this year has taught me. Um, it is extremely sad to lose a loved one. Um, and people might say, well, you, you didn't even know the lady. How could you possibly love somebody you don't know? Okay, well... How do you, do you ever know your mate, like really, when you fall in love? And, and, and not, I'm not comparing your relationship to your grandparent, uh, to uh, uh, obviously an amorous relationship, because they don't compare. However, your capacity for love, it does, it's, it's not dependent on how long you've known the person. 
but it depends on you. And um, I remember her from when once I, when I was a child, a small child. I have very a few, but very nice memories of her. And just the thought of knowing, oh my God, that's my grandmother. That's you know part of where I come from. That gave me that sense of, oh my God, I think I love her, or I feel that I love her, or I feel something for her. Anyway, same goes for my uncle and all that good stuff. So the point I'm trying to make is that we are now in November, only a few more weeks before the year is over, and we must reflect, and we can't just do it once a year we can't do it because the end the the you know the end of the year is coming around and we're going to make all these promises and we're going to make all these resolutions we should be able we should get in the habit of at least once a you know every two months or once a month or once a day once a week whatever works best for you just don't do it once a year do it more often reflect Take note. Do inventory of your life. What am I doing? Why did this happen? How did this happen? How did I get here? You know, I, I, we, a, couple, a few weeks ago, no, a few months ago, I came up with this idea to attach to Throwback Thursday. And I never followed through with it because I, I did it via video I, I'm, I don't know, I'm a little shy when it comes to the camera, but, um, so I never published it, okay, I never published it, but I had this idea of, instead of just going on social media and putting up a picture of way back when, with, you know, when you were where your hair looked crazy, or you were with such and such, or you were doing this, or you took a trip, why don't you do, like, Think Back Thursday, and do it every week you know take five minutes take 20 minutes take an hour or or do it when you before you go to bed whenever you have the chance and think back think back uh, uh, in your current situation if you're in a good place take the time to think back to when you weren't in a good place and all you had to go through and endure to get to that good place and take time to be thankful for being in that good place. And if you are in a bad place at that moment, take the time to go back and reflect on what has transpired, what has happened that brought you there. I believe that you should always take responsibility for your life. I do believe that other people do things to you. I do believe that things happen to you. But every time something happens, we are either willing or unwilling participants of what is happening. And what I want, what I mean by that is, Sometimes we think that because we did nothing, we are not at fault. And oh, are we wrong. I didn't do anything to my husband. 
for him to be the douchebag he is being right now. But I didn't do anything to prevent this. And perhaps I should rephrase that because maybe I would have never prevented him cheating. But I could have prevented myself from being so hurt and so disappointed when it did happen and when I did find out because I should have seen it coming because the signs were there. I wasn't paying attention. That was my lack of action. I wasn't paying attention to the signs. I wasn't. So I can't sit here and say, but I didn't do anything. Yes, I didn't. I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything to protect myself, to be aware, to understand that that's a whole nother human being that I can't control, that I can't predict, that I can't tell him how to feel and when to feel and what to do and how to do it. I didn't do anything to prepare myself for the possibilities of my life. All I did was take an image that I built in my head, in my mind, project it onto a man and run with it. That's how I failed. That's how I contributed to my current situation with my husband. I sold myself on the idea that I can make him better. That if I just did the, the right thing here and there and over there, he would understand that I am it. And he wouldn't cheat and he wouldn't lie and he wouldn't go and have a baby with somebody else. So, yes, I'm still, I'm very bitter about this. <laughs> But who wouldn't be? I just found out about this two weeks ago. Less than two weeks. It's been less than two weeks since I found out the man that I thought was incapable of cheating. Not only cheated, but had a whole other family while being married to me. Anyway, but let's, let's go get away from throwback Thursday. And let's think back. Think back Thursday. Think back onto whatever situation you got going on, whether it's good or bad or, eh, you know, maybe, you know, maybe it's not bad. Maybe it's not good. Maybe it's just not where you want to be. But I promise you, I promise you that whatever situation you are in right now, I promise you, you had a hand in getting there. There are certain things that, you know, we can't control. Genetics, for example, you know, uh, obviously we can't control the weather. We can't, you know, we can't control other people. So if you're suffering some kind of illness that there's, I mean, you can't control that necessarily, you know. You need to think back and say, you know what? Being 
upset about the situation, about being sick, about how I can't do this and I can't do that, it's not going to make this illness go away, correct? So I need to concentrate in getting help to get better. Well, I don't have any medical insurance because Obama, because Trump, because this guy, because that guy. That's okay. I, I understand not being able to go to the doctor because you have no medical insurance. But I promise you, I promise you that if we look hard enough, we can find solutions to our problems. Maybe you know you, you can't maybe you can't find a cure to what you have, but maybe you can find through your church a charity that helps people with that with that don't have medical insurance. Okay? Uh Maybe through your job, maybe through a friend, maybe on, on, just on Google, you know. But the key to this think back and reflection is not to dwell on the issue, but to identify the ways in which we can better handle the issue at hand and get from that place of feeling helpless, of feeling like life just sucks to a place of, you know what, this shit sucks, but I'm going to get through it. You know, I'm not going to let this beat me. I'm not going to allow this that's going on right now to dictate the rest of my life. I'm not going to let that happen because I am capable of, of doing things. Let's say you're like me and you're going through a breakup and you feel lost. You know, I spent, I spent the better part of, of and this is going to sound crazy, but I spent the better part of the first 48 hours or 72 hours, I should say, after finding out about my husband's uh, indiscretion, <laughs> indiscretion, it's a whole baby. Anyway, about finding out about what happened with my husband, I spent the better part of 72 hours crying and not knowing what to do with my life because some way, somehow, it was my, it, it, I've been betrayed and it's my fault. It's my fault. What did, what did I do wrong? Heartbreak is a mother. It's, 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 it's gut-wrenching. But at some point, I had to shake it off and not shake it off. Make my peace with the fact that he is not who he presented himself to be. He is not who I idealized him to be because I did. I told myself that he was good when in fact he wasn't and and yeah and it sucks because he's not 
I'm going to have to cut this one short because I've arrived at my destination. But there will be a part two to this discussion because I have a lot to say about this. So until next time, uh, stay safe. And I'll talk to you guys in a little while. Bye. Hey guys, it's me, Patty, back with part two of my last rant. And um, it took me a little longer than I expected to get back to you guys, but I'm here and I want to finish that thought that I started yesterday. And um, what I was talking about was, um, you know, we spend all this time on social media, uh, you know, doing our little throwback Thursdays and showing pictures of things we did or people we miss or whatever the case may be. And I suggested that uh, instead of throwback Thursday, let's do think back. Think back on things that we normally probably don't pay attention to. You know, like we don't normally sit down and reflect on our lives and our choices and what we have done that has brought us to the point where we are. If we're going through a bad situation, if we're going through, you know, a good uh, if we find ourselves in a good place, if you're going through a breakup or are you, you're unemployed or you had a fight with your mom or your dad or a friend or whatever the case may be. And usually um, we when we find ourselves in these situations, we don't tend to explore beyond the issue to what brought us to that point. We tend to focus on this is where I'm at, oh my God, life sucks, the world hates me, I'm so unhappy and miserable. Or, oh my God, this is just so awesome, my life is great, and I deserve it all, and I should just take it all in and enjoy the moment, which is great that you're enjoying the moment, but it's very important to not just enjoy the moment, but to appreciate and understand how we got there, what we went through to get there. Because I, unless your life has been just a collection of unicorns and rainbows, I'm sure you went through some difficult times in your life at some point, And now you're in a better place, so you're very happy about it. But what we cannot do is forget what brought us to this crossroad, whatever it may be, whether it's a good one or a bad one. We cannot forget that because when we forget that, we are doing a disservice to everything that we have been in, we have endured or everything that we have gone through, I should say. Uh, to arrive at that point in our lives where we are either happy or not. Okay. I, you know, I, I gave the example of, of my, you know, current divorce situation. And, and I, I, I have to sit down and look back and kind of analyze what was my role in this situation. You know, the first, you know, I, I spent a few, a few days just, moping and being depressed and not knowing what to do and not and not understanding why this was going on and and asking myself well what why I don't deserve this and why is this happening to me and all of that I spent a few days doing that rather than spending time reflecting on what was my part on this whole thing what did I do that brought me 
to this position, to this place? What could I have, what can I change? Because I can't, I'm, I'm not talking about going back and, uh, you know, punishing yourself for not doing one thing or the other. I'm talking about realizing that we can do something else or that we can not do something else. I'm sorry. My dogs are distracting me, but that we can learn from what we just went through and learn a valuable lesson. Okay. And identify what it is that we have done that has brought us to that point. How do we contribute to our current situation? Whether it's good or bad, we always have some kind of contributing aspect into everything that happens in our lives. And, uh, you know, a lot of times we want to, a lot of times we want to just blame the outside world for the things that are happening without realizing how much uh, influence we do have in our own lives. Because, like I said in part uh, one of this little rant, I chose to be with this man. I chose to overlook all of those shortcomings that I knew were there because he never tried to hide it. He disguised them very so very subtly. You know, he he was very subtle with it. He he presented himself in a way that no, I'm not lying about who I am. But if you see me in this way, I know I'll have the advantage kind of kind of situation. And my need for for having a relationship, my need for being in a in a marriage led me to ignore those signs, led me to ignore all of those things. So I have to now take responsibility for that. I need to take responsibility for that and understand how I got there. How did I get there? I was desperate to be in a relationship. So I was willing to overlook certain things to, to acquire just that. It didn't matter that to me that the signs were there. What mattered was that I was getting what I wanted right at that moment. And, uh, and it just, that's just what I wanted. So... Long story short, um, let's make Thursdays or any day of the week, whatever day, even if you don't do the whole throwback Thursday thing, you can still do the think back Thursday. You can still, you know, look back and reflect and do an inventory of your life. Kind of, you know, just identify what things you have been doing. Ask your question. Ask yourself the next question. And how did I get here? And that's not an easy answer. Take a moment right now, regardless of where you are in your life, take a moment and ask yourself that question. How did I get here? I bet you money there's no easy answer for that. There is not just like, oh, well, I did this and I... And that. No, it's a series of things. It's a series of things that have been going on, a series of actions or inactions that have taken place over the course of a period of time that have led you to where you are. But because we are actually living it, we don't see it. We are in the moment, so we don't see it. We don't see it at all. But it's there. It's there, 
And all we have to do is take the time to make those evaluations and uh, make adjustments. If you are in a place where you're not happy, you're not happy, this is not where you want to be, then we have to make changes. You have to make changes. Because clearly, what you have been doing is not conducive it's not conducive to you getting where you want to be, right? So now we need to go back and examine what is that that you have been doing that, has kept, that is keeping you from being where you want to be or getting to where you want to go. Once you are able to identify that in those actions or lack thereof, then it'll be easier for you to start shaping and molding your life in the direction that you want. For me right now, I'll be honest with you, I don't know how, do I, how I'm going to approach my future uh, romantic relationships, first and foremost, because my divorce is so recent and so current. I'm living it right this minute. But I have to take the time right now while it's fresh to think about all the things that I have done, how I behaved, you know, what I did and all of that so that I know how I got here and so that I know how to keep myself from ending up in the same kind of relationship in the future. Because you do it one time, it's a mistake. You do it a second time. Okay, you made a mistake. You do it a third time, a fourth time, a fifth time. That is a way of life. You can't do the same thing every day and expect different results. So based on the way that I choose my romantic partners, based on the way, based on the way that I behave, based on the way that I take on relationships, and I have done it so far, then that's, if I can continue to do those same things, behave in that same way, choose the same kind of man, I'm going to end up in the same type of relationships. I'm going to end up in the same type of relationships and I'm going to end up in heartache, disappointed. And what's the, the saddest part of this whole thing is... You invest time into a relationship and sadly enough, time is a luxury and you can't get that back. And some of us don't realize that. Some of us don't understand that. Time is a priceless possession that we can't get more of. The one you have, that's all. That's all you got. Once you, that runs out, that's it. So um, I'm going to cut this one short just because I, I talked about it so, uh, you know, lengthily in the last one. Um, but yeah, take the time to think back and evaluate, retrace your steps. Make notes if you need to. Keep a journal if you need to. Um, 
to identify those things that are keeping you in that space that you don't want to be in because I don't think anybody willingly wants to be in a bad relationship. It's the fact that we don't even realize sometimes that we're in a bad relationship that keeps us in bad relationships. The fact that we can't, we don't realize that we did something to get to where we are. That's what keeps us in a bad place. You know, so take the time, choose a day and think back, reflect, do inventory, take notes so that you can change your life. The only person that can change your life is you. It's just like one of those people that says, well, mate, well, when I win the lottery, blah, blah, blah. But they don't play the lottery. So chances are they will never win that lottery, right? And then there's the, there are those that play the lottery religiously. They, every time they buy the lottery ticket, but that's all they do. They don't, go to, they don't go to work. They don't find other ways to gain income. They're only waiting on the lottery. So it's, it's a balanced thing. So we can't just sit here and win, wait to win the lottery when we don't play it, but we can also, we, we can't sit there either playing the lottery, not doing anything else. That's my thought for the day. Think back, reflect, and do inventory and make changes as needed. Till next time. Love y'all. Bye-bye. Good morning, good morning. How is everybody doing? It is Friday. This is your girl, Patty, uh, checking in with you guys. Um, no actual theme for my rant today. Um, just that we're having really strange weather. And I'm not sure what to do with it. Anyway, uh, I've been kind of sick. So I sound a little stuffy so y'all forgive me I will try to um, keep the sniffles to a minimum um, and well Thanksgiving is around the corner and I I'm still like in this belief that this year is like almost over does anybody else feel that way it's like Wow, just two days ago, we were waving goodbye to 2017, and now we're getting ready to wave 2018 goodbye. Horrible, horrible, horrible. Um, horrible in the sense of like, oh my God, where did the time go? But great because it's it's beginning of a new cycle, uh, and... Um, some people can do control all delete to the past year and start fresh, um, start doing new things, start businesses, uh, maybe quit your job, start a new job, start school, whatever it is that you may be doing. Uh, the new year is a great uh, uh, opportunity to to start something new. Um, but I want to kind of recap on on 2018 
2018, my God, this year was, or has been, because it's not over, it's not over until the fat lady sings at midnight on December 31st, Um, but gee whiz, it has been eventful, it has been eventful, I had some, some great things happen to me, for which I'm very, very thankful. But I had some really, really shitty stuff going on. You know? Um, I got to see I got to see my mother for the first time in 16 years. Got to see my baby sister for the first time in 10 years. I got to hold them, I got to be with them. Sadly enough, um, there was some drama that kind of soured um, the experience. Um, geez, that was bad. Uh, I got to meet uh, my siblings on my father's side. That was a really good experience. All but one of them I met, the living ones, of course. Um, that was good. That was a blessing. I got to see my grandmother on my father's side for the first time in, I want to say, 36 years. <laughs> wow, that is a long time. Got to see some of my uncles, met some other ones, um, made some great memories. I also lost my grandmother and one of my uncles, like within this month of each other. That was sad. I think I talked about this last week or sometime, or the last time I, I posted, I'm not sure. Anyway, um, and the last thing is, I found out my husband cheated on me and had a baby with another woman. <laughs> I'm laughing because crying is useless for me at this point. I think I, um, I've come to terms with the fact that I chose the wrong man to share my life with. And that's on me. And we just, that's all I'm going to say about that and keep it moving. But, you know, the next holiday coming up is Thanksgiving. And... A lot of times, when we come around this time of the year, we make it all about the dinner party and and who's going to be there and what will be served and is the turkey going to be good? What about the stuffing and what about the this and what about the that, right? We never really make it about giving thanks. Now, Thanksgiving is not a holiday of mine. We do not do Thanksgiving in Colombia. And I've been here 27 years, and I don't think I still understand the the full meaning behind it. Just because history kind of like debunks the tradition. And, And if we get into technical things, then really, what are we actually celebrating? But anyway... We're going to go with the more sentimental meaning 
of the holiday and and that's what I'm going to focus on. We spend so much time worried about the actual dinner party, the who's going to be there, that what will be served and who's cooking this and who came with who and that da, 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 da. Rather than actually reflecting on the fact that this cycle is coming to an end and we really even if we don't think so we have a lot to be thankful for um, I'm thankful that I got to do all those wonderful things that I got to do but I'm also thankful that the bad things that happened happened because and and they happened when they did because I learned something from that you know uh, uh, after meeting my, my or seeing my, my uncle and my grandmother again I immediately I didn't realize it I didn't realize it immediately, but as time progressed, and uh, I, and then I lost them. I realized how much I cared for these two human beings that I had uh, seen in over thirty years, that I had not spent time with, that I didn't really spend much time with. When I saw them, it was like, uh, oh my God, you're here, but everybody's got their own life and everybody's got this and I'm, I'm going here, I'm going there, I'm being pulled this way and that way. So I didn't get to enjoy them, per se, uh, deeply. But the little time that we did spend together was meaningful enough for me to where their death affected me emotionally. And it was then that I realized that I spent so many years of my life denying myself the right to love someone simply because they weren't right there in front of me, simply because I didn't see them every day, simply because I didn't remember spending X amount of time with them. And that mistake we make all the time, unknowingly, unknowingly. I used to tell myself, my only siblings are my siblings on my mom's side because we came from the same womb and we grew up together. And anybody else can suck it, pretty much. It was my motto. It wasn't until I reconnected with them and I started spending time, uh, whether, you know, like via phone, via video, whatever it was, with them, that I realized that they are important to me. They are important to me. I actually care for these people. And it was not necessary for me to grow up with them. It was not necessary for, for us to like spend every moment of our lives together for me to care. And where I'm going with that is that we're in a time of the year where we should be reflecting on what we've done for the past 12 months and being thankful for for where we are and how we got here. Um, losing my, my uncle and 
shortly after my grandmother was was heartbreaking but like I said I hadn't seen these people in so long but being with them and having them for for such a short time that I did made that much of a difference for me so imagine if we decided to go into the next year being more open to loving people even if they're so imperfect even if you don't see them every day even if you've disagreed in the past uh, about any and everything imagine the emotional gain imagine the emotional fulfillment that you will have when at the end of the year you go back and reflect on all the good things you have hmm? um, losing my husband I didn't lose my husband to death he is alive and well and living happily ever after with someone else and a baby but I'm thankful that this happened right now while You know, while there's been distance between us to kind of ease the pain of the betrayal. Because betrayal is betrayal. I don't care what you name it. I don't care if we haven't seen each other in two years. The moment you withhold information about your emotional investment into our relationship and you take that investment and deposit it elsewhere you're betraying me um i'm glad that it happened now and not later why because i was under the impression that we were, i was going to be uh committed to this year this new year i was going to be traveling back and forth to see him to make it easier for us to see each other and spend time together and we were going to have a baby so imagine it imagine this i made my i made my way out to to where he's at working overseas and i've been you know doing my treatment this that and third in order for me to ensure that i am That I get pregnant, like taking care of myself, not necessarily doing treatments because I, I'm not gonna lie, I don't need the treatment, but you have to take care of your body and, and get physically ready for, for pregnancy. So imagine I start doing that, I take my trip over there and I become pregnant. And then while I'm pregnant, I find out that he's doing this. Now, I, I, I put that out there as of right now because this is the timing that we had set for each other okay it wasn't another time frame this was a time frame it's, this is not a hypothetical this is what we had planned okay so imagine me going over there coming back pregnant or being pregnant and then finding out he's cheating finding out that he impregnated someone else because he's being, he's not being careful and he's being extremely care, careless. He's being just 
just living a life like he had no family. Like he was single and available. I'm still emotionally disturbed and distraught about the betrayal. But I've been through a betrayal before while being pregnant. And it almost took my life. I don't think at 40 years old and pregnant, I don't think I'm emotionally prepared to endure such a thing. So I'm glad that it happened the way it happened. When I'm happy, I'm glad that it happened when it happened because he spares me a level of hurt that I'm not sure I would have been able to handle. So I'm thankful that I found out when I did. I'm disappointed in what he did. I am hurt, but it is what it is. So with all that being said, um, we need to take this time to, to really evaluate and, and realize how lucky we are that certain things happened, how they happened and when they happened, because it really could be worse. You know, uh, my family has a yearly family reunion that I'm going to attend for the first time. My grandmother and my, my uncle and my grandmother passed away between June and July. The family reunion is coming up in January, beginning of the January. Imagine if their illness had taken them in December. How, because for us, Christmas is like a huge thing. Um, it's, it, it's, still, it's still very sad, but that it makes it three times as hard to have to put on a happy face to keep your child from having a miserable Christmas when you're hurting inside because of the loss, the loss of your loved one. My son sadly didn't get to meet them. So he really does not have that connection, that emotional connection. Um, Christmases are already tough for he and I because we are usually on our own, just the two of us. And so I'm thankful that they moved on to a better place and that I learned that I can love someone to that extent without necessarily having to be in their presence all the time. I had just came back from Colombia when they passed, so I couldn't go right back. Um, 
but I was able to connect with the family and stay connected. And so take the time, not because it's Thanksgiving, take the time because we're getting headed to the end of the year to kind of like, you know, do inventory and, and, and realize that as shitty as things may be, there's light at the end of the tunnel and there within the shittiness, there have, there have been positive things. It's just that we get overwhelmed with the bad ones and ignore the good ones. I'm going to cut it short because my snuffles are really kicking in now. Um, and I just think it sounds horrible. Um, but I leave you with that. This Thanksgiving, don't make it about the dinner. Make it about your family. Making quality memories with them. And being thankful for having whomever you have around whomever you have with you that brings joy and happiness to your life, that complements your happiness. And if you are in a bad place right now where you really feel like it just life really sucks, seek help. Seek help. Talk to someone. Friend pastor or you know just call one of those hotlines don't go through it alone you don't have to whatever your faith is whatever you believe in cling to that hold on to that and you'll get through it because if you think back Uh, in your life and reflect you've probably been through something like this before whatever it is you're going on or something hard and difficult that at that time you thought you couldn't make it through and yet here you are so it is within you to go through this maybe you can't overcome whatever the circumstance is but you can navigate through it Keeping your spirits high, staying positive, and pushing forward. Love you guys. I hope uh, my message finds you and brings something to you, adds something to your life, even if it's just a little something. Um, Till next time, take care. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs>